Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number to start investing, one 877 silver online to guildhallwealth.com. TFSAs, RRSPs, the e-store, the top right corner. There's all kinds of different ways to start investing. And I'll give you the heads up already. There will be, uh, we just got off, uh, finished the seminar, which you guys will expand on here in a moment. But coming up on the 24th of October, that will be a Saturday, the Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It will be at the Supreme Luxury Event Venue, guildhalldiamonds.com for more info and to register for that one. Guys. How was that seminar, Jeremy? It was very good. We had a lot of, uh, obviously, great turnout, a lot of people interested in how to get involved in owning physical product within an RRSP. We had some great questions that came up that we often hear, and I think it would be good to explore it today. Um, questions about premiums, questions about how to how to actually get started, and, and how do you know when the price is is you know, what type of price you're going to be looking for when you make that purchase. So um, it was really good to get to meet people. And we had people opening accounts uh, right then and there, which was obviously nice as well. And uh, just a great time. How was the turnout, Darren? Turnout was good. And there was actually standing room only, John. Wow. We exceeded our uh, allowable limit for the chair. And we had to have some people inside the room, outside the room and walking around. But we managed to get everybody accommodated. And the good news is that because where we were and where it was located, we had everybody flocking after the seminar completed to over to get accounts open. So they were getting knowledgeable advice back from our partners on how to open up the account, all the finer tools, what would be uh, there for them at their disposal when they open up the account, and basically asked every question under the, uh, that you can imagine under the yeah. blue moon about precious metals. So that was a great night, and I certainly look forward to the next one. Now, the week that was, it was important to note that silver held its own. Despite what we're seeing in the stock markets around the world, the news that's flowing in uh, seemingly more rapid than it's ever been in the last few quarters about the detrimental way that the economy is being handled around the world, uh, we still saw gold and silver hold very strong. They had a couple of runs up during the week, small ones, nothing more than a percent or two. And this of all weeks being uh, one of those particular areas of the year in which we typically see demand start to rise. We're going to talk about it now because mints are struggling, John, as we speak to keep up with silver coin and silver bar demand. Government mints around the world are struggling to keep up with this unprecedented demand for uh, silver that's been spurred by a slight drop in these prices down to that $14, $15 range. And now the mainstream is waking up and saying, hey, silver is in a spot right now where I think this is a value. There's no way based on its story and the fundamentals that it should be there. So I'm going to take advantage of it. This is an opportunity I'm not going to see in my life again. And whether it's the mints in Canada, Austria, Australia, the U.S., they've all told us that uh, there is a rationing sales of silver bullion uh, all over. And here are the following updates that I have uh, to this day regarding each of the mints. So this is an important news. If you're a buyer, pay attention because this affects premiums and they will affect premiums in the short and medium term. The Royal Canadian Mint they have been rationing sales of their silver maple leaf coins since July, which makes sense because we've had a tough time getting delivery of them uh, after record monthly sales. And sales have hit records in both August and September. Demand has been very strong in North America, John, for this type of coin. In Europe also and Asia and the U.S. markets being the strongest. And that is directly from Chris Karkner, who is the Executive Managing Director of Sales and Numismatics, the Bullion and the Refinery of the Canadian Mint. The Austrian Mint, they have been rationing sales of their Philharmonic silver coins, which is a popular coin around European areas, and has increased production of silver blanks after higher than expected demand in both July and August, also from a spokesperson there. And they expect that normal supplies may not return until early next year. So that gives us our short-term and medium-term window. Silver coin sales in Austria hit 1.19 million ounces in July, up from... 203,000 a year ago and remained very high in August at almost a million versus 106,000 in August of 2014. Now, the UK Royal Mint, again, another perfect story. The Mint has seen a 600% increase in sales of its one-ounce Britannia coin so far this year on what Chris Howard, director of the bullion at the Mint, said is unprecedented demand. 
and it's increasing production and has significant pre-orders already for 2016 dated coins. By the way, Darren, we have, uh, they're called Brits, those one-ounce coins. We have them coming in. Um, when they come in, we will offer them mm-hmm. very, very quickly. I put in a significant order. And that will be something that I think clients should be paying attention to. Great coin, certainly something to have as part of the collection. Buying in bulk, we would still suggest you stick to bars. The Perth Mint, owned by the government of Western Australia, has begun rationing supply of new line of coins this month, and it's unable to keep up with the robust demand also. It's sold over 2.5 million ounces of silver so far this month in September, with a record of 3.5 times more than usual in August and 2.5 times more than they're used to in July. And the demand that's coming from the United States and Europe is huge and also increasing. We've been doing this radio show for a long time, talking about the fundamentals in the market. And what we notice right now is there is a commonality amongst a lot of bullion buyers. They all basically are saying the price is very low. They're concerned about what's going on. They see things aren't making sense at all uh, in terms of the markets, really high debts, um, the currencies that are moving all over the place, just everything just doesn't seem to make sense. And there's a there's a sense of, okay, there's safety in, in this product. And also the price happens to be low enough that, okay, I'm willing to, to jump into this market for, for the first time. And, and of course, Darren, there's also the 10-ounce bars, the Royal Canadian Mint, that uh, I'm not sure if they're they've no gone, longer going to be producing No, they've it. gone into witness protection. You can't find them. They're just, it's, it's Jimmy Hoffa, they're out yeah. of there. They have to meet the first line of demand, uh, which is a priority for the mint and every mint around the world, which is their coin programs. They're, in most cases, like the Canadian mint and the U.S. mint, it's part of the the paperwork of the Constitution for our country to print that coin. Same with the U.S., part of the Currency Act. They have to print the Silver American Eagle as legal tender as well as here, the Silver Maple Leaf. But the U.S. mint, speaking of them, they're in the same in the same boat. The U.S. Mint has been issuing uh, a weekly sales quota for its flagship American Eagle silver coin since the end of July. And we talked to a spokesperson this week, and they are telling us that West Point Production Facility is operating three shifts, and they're paying staff overtime to meet this demand. The Mint was forced to stop selling its popular silver coins for three weeks in July after they completely sold out of inventory due to this demand. And now the U.S. Mint has sold, get this, 14.26 million ounces of American Eagle silver coins in the third third quarter, which is the highest on record dating back to 1986, a time when we still all knew about silver, we all still loved it, and the world was a better reality in terms of fiat currency. But since that time, it's changed. And what we're telling you, and the reason we're telling you this is because as a listener, wouldn't it be nice to know if something is on sale and about to rise... Wouldn't it be nice to know that you can take advantage of it now before that happens? Because it's going to happen. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, Paul. The interesting thing is the, the price of silver, as we're taping the show on Thursday afternoon, is $14.55 U.S. bid. Um, there's a premium on silver eagles of about $4.50. Now, if people are prepared to pay $19 U.S., and the spot price on silver is fourteen fifty. What does that tell you? The average person thinks that silver, as well as gold, gold is trading at eleven hundred and fifteen dollars as we're taping the show, is also very undervalued. And people are terrified of the stock market. I'm looking, and you know, you should be scared of the stock market. If you look at the claims that the U.S. government make as an example of creating 200,000 jobs every month, wonderful. But let's look at the reality. Um, In August, there was layoffs in the states of around about 40,000 jobs. These weren't $8 and $10 paying jobs. Last month in September, companies like Hewlett-Packard, not a small company, Caterpillar, they laid off a total of around about 57,000 people. Now, when you work for Caterpillar or Hewlett-Packard, you're getting a really good salary, you've got a pension plan, you've got health care, you know, you think you've got stability. You're not, you know, working for $8, $10 an hour. Let's look at Walmart, pretty big company, laying off 500 people at head office. Uh, 
That's not the welcomers outside that you know get eight, ten dollars an hour. These are people that make thirty, forty dollars an hour, make reasonable salaries. They're being laid off. This year alone, in the states, they've handed out four hundred and ninety-three thousand pink slips. That's well-paying jobs. Now, what this actually means that you're seeing the end, the end of a period of expansion. But before it really turns, you'll see major layoffs occurring in these mega, mega companies. So what you're going to see right now is more companies laying off people at salaries of $20, $30, $40 an hour, and they're replacing them, you know, jobs are, you know, for $8, $10 an hour. That is not a recovery. That is the start of a recession. And that's why you're seeing, even in the stock market, companies are buying back their own stock. It's voodoo. It's, it's a Ponzi scheme. You know, we've had on Gerald Salenti, and he, talked, he spoke about this, that the companies that are buying back their stocks, it's, it's actually financial engineering. What you need to do is to get into a hard asset and protect your capital. You have life insurance, you have health insurance, car insurance. You never want to claim on your life insurance. You don't want to claim on your car insurance. I mean, you're happy to pay it and get away. But you need to protect your capital. You need as much as 15 to 20% hard assets in your portfolio. This could be gold. It can be silver. It could be real estate. It can also be natural fancy gala diamonds. These are the investments that you need to have to protect you against these turbulent times. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren. Listen, John, I know we're at the end of the segment here, but this is easy to do through Guildhall. If you give us a call, touch base with anybody at the firm, we can help you to buy some physical product. Whether you're starting with coins or bars, a combination of both, if you'd like some storage because you don't want to take that product home with you, risk having it in the home, we can help you with that as well. If you'd like to further that by having an RSP or TFSA or Lira or RISP account or maybe an RESP for the kids, Using bullion, that's also something that we can do at Guildhall Wealth with our partner Quest Trade. Now, that being said, an important topic, John, we've been talking about the economy. Right now, one of the worst things that could happen in the middle of this meltdown would be to experience inflation. But when we come back, I want to tell our listeners a little bit more about what's really happening in the world of inflation. We'll take a short break. Number to start investing that Darren talked about, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Plus, uh, we'll talk about natural fancy colored diamonds in just a bit here, but I'll give you the heads up about a natural fancy colored diamond seminar is happening with Guildhall Saturday, October 24th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It'll be the Supreme Luxury Event Venue, guildhalldiamonds.com to uh, qualify for that one. More of The Real Money Show coming up. Talk radio, AM 640. Back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. If you're using your RRSP, you can also go to guildhallrrsp.ca. There will be a natural fancy color diamond seminar in the future, uh, near future, Saturday, October 24th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That's in Vaughn. Guildhalldiamonds.com to register for that. Darren, you left off saying we're going to talk about inflation. It's a scary topic. Take it. It's the one thing that John, I think most people take for granted. They know very little about as Jeremy said, it's often the silent killer of wealth. It r- takes your purchasing power away. And it's something in Canada that we have a very difficult time seeing because we don't get the same type of measurement statistics as they do in the U.S. But we know something very clear about the U.S. When they sneeze, we often get a cold. So let me tell you a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes. Our order takers, the big banks, all of the financial planners around the world that offer analysis on a daily basis throughout the media, the majority of them are touting that there's very little or no inflation right now. However, if I look at what the statistics are telling me, I'm seeing a deadly storm coming, one which would benefit tremendously from the ownership of gold and silver. So let me tell you, one in four Americans now spend over 50% of their income on rent. And nationwide rents have increased since 2006 by an average of 24.81%, far more than the CPI. Darren, that's no different in England. It's the same. You should see how spectacular the rents are. There's no way it's at least half their income to pay for rent. 
Well, over just the last four years alone, rents have increased by about 115 11.6%, or more than double what the posted CPI is, which has only increased since 2011 by 5.6%. The average U.S. family health insurance premium just rose another 4.22% this year to 17500 Now, be so thankful as a Canadian listener here, or if you live in a country where your health care is part of your tax system, mm-hmm. that you live in that country. Because can you imagine having to come up with an extra $17,500 to cover your family with probably what is considered to be mediocre or less than average marginal health care? Health care. One of the interesting things, though, Darren, as an employer, we pay the health tax. There's a health tax of 2% of over $400,000 if your employees pay. So, you know, companies are paying double the Canada pension, 1.4 of the unemployment, 2% of health care. It's very hard to be an owner in business in Canada and be successful. That's an interesting point because what we find, especially with precious metals investors, a lot of them are individual workers, entrepreneurs, people who feel that encroachment from the government. I think in the United States you get a lot more, let's say, libertarian type people who feel that the government is encroaching. So I think overall people want that security, that 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 no counterparty risk that comes along with owning a physical precious metal. When you own gold or silver, it's not in the banking system. The banks can't come and take it. The the government can't come and confiscate it. It's just something that, that is outside, no counterparty risk. And I think that's why people like the safety of gold and silver. Well, this is what I was talking about in the first segment, where these companies, there's a lot of layoffs of high-end jobs. And the reason that they're doing and they're paring down is because of fees, whether it's unemployment, Canada pension, uh, pension plans, health care, which the company is paying. Now, if they get rid of some of those costs, they can start showing better profits with less employees. And that's what they're doing. So when you look at gold and silver, you look at inflation. One, they, I won't mention the person's name, but there was a lady that came to one of us to the seminar last night, and she's got an RSP, over $400,000 in an RSP. It's in a fixed RSP plan. She's getting like less than $300 a month interest on $400,000. That's three quarters of a percent a year. The bank is probably taking two points, and she's getting three quarters of a point for having $400,000. It doesn't make any sense. And then we say this. She's not keeping up with inflation. The government say there's maybe 1%, 2% inflation. These people don't go shopping. They don't put gas in their car. They don't pay insurance. They're all freeloaders. Anybody that works for the government gets a pension plan. You become an MP. You work four years. You've got a pension for life. What do they know about reality? It doesn't make sense. uh, It does make sense because really high debts, you get to a point where you can't pay them down anymore and all you can do is service them so the best way to service them is to have low interest rates so which means anyone who's a saver is losing it, that that makes perfect sense and the only way that you can avoid that is to say okay i'm either going to take a risk which is what they want you to do put it into the stock market and hopefully get the wealth effect or you've got to put it somewhere where you know you, we've seen this trend change right darren over the last five years people are not well how much money can i make they're how am I going to protect what I have? Yeah, I want to make money, but but my first priority is is I don't want to I don't want to buy this and tomorrow it goes down to nothing. And I think with silver specifically, you've got this commodity that is already at a low in the market. You've got production down. We're just looking at a chart here in in between Australia and Canada down over thirty percent in in I think the first half of this year. You've got shortages in the market. You know that the market's got to change so that the mining can start coming in and, and actually produce some product here. So it couldn't be a better point to buy in, in my opinion. And, of course, there's shortages in the market. But, you know, if we want to complain that we're paying a premium or there's an exchange rate, you know, that's that's well, all well and good. Mm. But if you don't have it, it, it it's tough to complain. So I think the idea here is that you want to get some in your portfolio because I'll tell you another thing. I could do a, I could I could cross section a whole bunch of people who've purchased precious metals in the last couple of years 
and I would have a tough time finding anyone that could remember the specific price they purchased. Because once you once you own it, you don't really care what you bought it at. Yeah, there's price ranges, et cetera. But you think about how much you have. Mm-hmm. Not, did I get it at this price or that price? It's, I've acquired it. And that's what matters. I mean, I can't tell you, my last little point here, every single time I've ever purchased gold, it dropped. Every single time. But I can tell you, I know I'm well ahead on it. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren, expand. Well, what I was going to say is just touching on Jeremy's point, this is the identification of a, of a trend. And if you know something is trending, we've talked to several analysts, one of which is Gerald Salente on a regular basis. And of course, trends are important. Trends make money, John. We're not here advocating as financial planners or advisors. That's not our thing. We don't do that. What we're saying is that if you want to fine-tune your investments, then look for ways to take advantage of trends. One trend that Jeremy is identifying clearly is that there's going to be continued shortages based on the lack of mining that's happening because mining stock prices have plummeted so low over the last three, four years that companies cannot afford to keep going on. No, we don't need to look any further than Glencore this week. It's a massive, huge problem, and it dragged the world markets down because we're acknowledging that these companies have big debt. And what do we see? We see a resurgence of what happened prior to 2008, right. which is they, the company publicly announced that they're going to forward hedge their their uh, mining. Selling product that's in the ground. They don't have it. Absolutely. And what's going to happen? They'll sell it at let's say you know fourteen fifteen hundred bucks an ounce or thirteen hundred bucks an ounce or close to what spot price is on gold now and in three years from now when the price is double that they're going to be losing their shirt. It, it makes you wonder if that's kind of what the banks were looking for. Well, you never that know, could, right? Cheap product, could, right? Cheap could, product that they could start to get that forward selling happening again, where they can acquire that product at a much cheaper. Well, that's price. what happened with Barrick. I mean, Barrick was hedging their gold. For the longest time, you know, they were hedging while it was going up to 1900 They had hedged at five and $600. They were getting killed. When they stopped hedging, all of a sudden, the price came back off again. You know, we, we sometimes believe that this market is manipulated. It's hard to prove. Yet, you know, we watch the markets. We watch the paper market being traded. We see that there is no... It, you know, silver right now should be trading twenty-five to thirty dollars. Gold should be thirteen hundred dollars, and yet we're trading a you know fourteen fifty and eleven fifteen, eleven twenty-five. What's being traded every day is paper, paper and paper. At Guildhall, we only sell physical product, and this is going to save you. It's going to save your capital. We don't sell any securities whatsoever. We're not in the stock market. We don't sell equities. We don't sell ETFs, which is another equity, which you always look at it, and the price of an ETF is much lower than the cost of physical silver. Why? Because it's a paper trade again. You look at certificates, paper. You look at futures, paper. Options and futures, paper. At Guildhall, we sell you the physical product. You can buy it directly from us from our e-store, take it home, bury it in the back garden, put it under the bed, under the mattress, a little lumpy. If that's what you want to do, you can put it into our depository, which is safe, secure, allocated. We can even give you the bar numbers. If you want to go one step further and use your pension plan or a registered plan, whether it's an RSP, a TFSA, etc., etc., you can put gold and silver. We are teamed up with Questrade. They are the custodian of the product. We do all the buying and selling on your behalf. The product is kept safe in a a safe, secure depository in Ontario. You get bar numbers with with every purchase. It's secure. It's allocated. It's segregated. It's insured insured with Lloyds of London. It's out of the banking system. How smart do you need to be to understand that this is a great, great investment? You can put gold and silver. We buy Basically, all the product we sell is LBMA approved. It's Royal Mint product. It's not phony bars or bars that come from China or anywhere else. We have the integrity of the bar. It comes directly from the manufacturer, the fabricator, like Royal Mint. It's in the depository. It's then transferred into your account. You want to sell it. It can be sold on a phone call. It's very, very easy. Give us a call. Get into the market. This is a great time to be thinking of your future, to be thinking, you know, 
February, end of February is not that far away now to be able to put some money into your RSP. Once a year you can put into the TFSA as well. Do it now. The prices are really, really incredibly low. And I think, um, in my prediction, I think you're going to see 18 to $20 by the end of the year on silver. Maybe more because when there is no product, paper is being traded. Sooner or later, there's going to be a short squeeze. And what that means is that people that are trading futures will say to their contract, I want to take delivery. Well, once you take delivery out of the market, there's less for them to hypothecate. They're trading about 130 times product of the comics right now. It's dangerous, very dangerous. You need to have that physical product in your hand, not promises, not vaporware, not metalware. You need to have the physical product. Tell me about the new website, Jeremy. We have a new website dedicated to the registered accounts. It's guildhallrrsp.ca. And you can go and learn all about the registered account products, how it works, um, you know, what's involved, and get more details on that. So again, it's guildhallrrsp.ca. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you can just uh, click on the link there and uh, give us your, your name and your phone number, and we'll get back to you and, and teach you even more about how this would work, you know, how you'd go about transferring mm-hmm. from one RRSP to another. And that's, you know, one of the biggest questions we got yesterday is, I'm holding an RSP with an institution, not with our, 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 who we've teamed up with in Questrade. Can I move what I currently have? Absolutely. You can move an RRSP from CIBC to TD. You have to fill out some forms and you can transfer your, your own holdings or the cash, whichever you prefer. You can do the same thing here. Your, your funds or whatever, your, whatever investments you're currently holding in an RSP with another institution can be simply transferred over without having to take it out of the RSP or the registered account and inflict any penalties that, uh, that would be there. So whether you're depositing funds directly into a, a registered account like a TFSA or an RSP or whether you want to move them from a current institution, we can, we can help you with that. And, you know, that, that's probably one of the FAQs on the new website, which again is guildhallrsp.ca. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Check out all the options. Plus, you got the e-store in the top right corner as well. Natural fancy color diamonds is where we're going to go in the next segment. So hang on. Real Money Show Talk Radio, AM 640. Back with more of the Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. I want to remind you off the top that there will be a natural fancy color diamond seminar Saturday, October 24th with Guildhall's Supreme Luxury Event uh, Center will be in Vaughan. And you want to go to guildhalldiamonds.com to register for that. It goes from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So get on that as soon as you can. Let's talk diamonds, Paul. Yes, let's talk diamonds. Um we had a lot of people show up last night for the seminar, and it was just for the RSP and basically the TFSA accounts. But it's amazing how many people are now asking us about diamonds. Um, Jeremy and I will be going on Monday to uh, New York. We are going to the Argyle Tender, which we're really, really excited about. Uh, the last one we went to was two years ago when we went to uh, Hong Kong, actually to Kowloon. Um, if you need someone to carry your bags, I'm, I'm uh, right there, yeah, my friend. Well. <laughs> We're in and out on, on Monday, but we've actually got two visitations to the tender. Um, we've got one in the morning and one in the afternoon, and we're going to bid on a couple of stones. We've already, you know, done our homework, and we expect that, you know, we're going to have to pay maybe 30%, 40% over what, you know, the prices were last year. Um, but we're excited because, you know, there's 10, 11 stones that are VS quality uh, in this tender that we're going to bid on a couple of stones and we've got a couple of clients already uh, that want to partner with us to buy one or two of these stones. On a whole, if you look at the pink diamonds, um, they have gone up in the last 10 years. And this is from auctions. This is from wholesalers. This is from dealers. They've gone up a price of 361% in 10 years. Now that sounds absolutely ridiculous. 361% in 10 years. How many investments do you have out there that have gone up 361%? I know in the stock market, in some of the penny stocks and some of the mining stocks, you've lost 361% in the last four years or five years. Investment diamonds, natural fancy colored diamonds are probably the best kept secret of investors that know what they're doing. Investors that are really, really savvy. Ten years ago, you could have bought 
one carat, fancy, vivid, internally flawless stone for around about twelve, fourteen thousand dollars max. Today you're paying anywhere from forty to forty-five thousand upwards for one of these stones. At Guildhall, we sell the finest of the finest investment-grade colored diamonds. And the reason that we go for the best is because the best is, will always go up. It's like real estate. It's location, location, location. With natural fancy colored diamonds, it's the color, it's the clarity, it's the carat weight, which are more important, and finally the cut, which brings out the fire and the magnificent uh, colors that fly off the diamonds. You can get into an investment of a natural fancy colored diamond for twelve, thirteen thousand dollars for a one carat fancy intense yellow of unbelievable quality, even saturation. Now, when we talk about saturation, even saturation, it means the diamond is saturated fully throughout the diamond. It's not patches. It's a fully saturated diamond. The cut is very important. So the table, that's the top of the diamond, has to have a certain dimension. The depth of the diamond has to have a certain dimension. If those dimensions are not in order, the diamond, even though it could be internally flawless, does not have the same value as something that has the real true dimensions. Carrot weight. When you're buying a yellow diamond, you need to buy a carrot or more. That is investment grade. If someone talks you into a half a carrot, in a yellow, that's not an investment. It will go up maybe 3-4%, but a, you know, a carat or more will tend to go up, minimum, even in a fancy, 8 to 10% a year. In intense, you're looking at 14 to 18% a year. And a vivid, which is the highest class of a diamond of saturation, that could go up anywhere from 20 to 35% a year, according to the size of the diamond. Pinks are another story. If we look at the Argyle mine in Western Australia, that mine produces 90% of the world's pinks, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of their total production. Most of the diamonds that come out of that Argyle mine are small. Between, well, there's less than 18.18 is really melee. It's not an investment. 18.18 is the start of a, a size of a diamond to invest. We normally sell a quarter of a carat and above. To us, that's a little better investment. But most of the diamonds that come out of the Argyle mine are small diamonds, a third of a carat, half a carat. When you start getting into larger sizes, you're going to pay huge premiums. We only sell VS quality, which means it's very slightly included. Pink diamonds naturally have inclusions, but they have multi-inclusions. We don't sell SI1, SI2, I1s. They have lots of inclusions, and for us, they are not investments. So what we do at Guildhall, we go out and do the hard work for you of going and picking out these diamonds that we think and know will go up in price and will make you a great, great return of investment. If you're looking to retire, whether it's 10, 15 years down the road, whether it's looking to put your kids through university, what a great way to be able to put something aside that you know that's going to go up in value. If you put $50,000 right now into a pink argyle and you're looking over 10 years, a 360% increase based on the last 10 years and the mines closing up in 2018 and there's less pinks out there today than there was 10 years ago, it could go up 500%. So a $50,000 investment could easily be worth 175000 maybe a quarter of a million dollars. If this is the investment that you're looking to make, if this is the type of money you're looking forward to, to put your kids through school, to you know ease that burden, to retire, having to know that you've put in, bought a couple of diamonds for $100,000 that are worth easily a half a million dollars. What a nice way to go. One eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Jeremy, speak a little more to the rarity. Paul mentioned the the tender. How, how, how many diamonds are you looking to, to have a look at while you're down there? The, the tender is always less than 60 diamonds. Out of that, you might have between 5 and 10 that are maybe a carat or higher, which are very, very expensive and could even include a red diamond. So diamonds that have VS quality or better, so very slightly included or better, you might have in, in, in the range of maybe 12 or, or give or take. We're talking like a teaspoon of diamonds here, right? Yeah. That's rare. I mean, yeah, it's a shot at, at, yeah. at between, you know, give or take 12 diamonds a year to, of that quality. And of that VS quality, 
again, which ones are maybe over a carat out of most people's budget. Only the fortunate few can really get that. And then there'll be a couple, maybe the shape isn't so great, so we won't won't necessarily go for that. So you, for us, we tend to bid on three or four of, of all of those diamonds. That's it. That's it. And then you could you can you can comfortably start thirty percent higher than you did last year, but you don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, and the reason why it's always thirty percent over year over year is because anyone who's bidding on a tender diamond knows they're going to get their money back. They they know that it, it might take a year or it could take six months. It doesn't really matter. That's money in the bank for them. So everyone's willing to start at a at a higher level every year. And knowing that the mine, you know, I know they've kind of moved the the date of the close because mines can, you know, they can try to squeeze a little more mm-hmm. juice out of out of that. But at the end of the day, the the mine's been in production since I believe the earlier mid eighties. And uh, it only has a, a, a couple years left. They're saying maybe uh, 2018, 2020. And the cost of production so, goes up, so and you're getting less return. So you're you're only looking at a few more tenders, and if you take the number of tenders that they've already had, and you consider the 50 diamonds a year, you're, you're at a very, very low number. And the people who can own a tender diamond are any tender diamond. Sure, you're you're fortunate. For us, we want to stick in the VS range to sort of really keep that quote unquote investment grade. Um, criteria and so this is extremely rare and outside the tender we might get a shot at maybe what another let's say 15 to 20 of those diamonds a year that maybe are outside the tender that they recut into vs quality uh, that they can try well the concern is where the the ones that say four out of 60 diamonds are guild hall quality should i be concerned where the other 46 are going and running into them no because the, the what happens with the Argyle tender? They put in the best of their color. First, when you're buying a natural fancy color diamond, the first thing that, that you're looking for is color. These are the top color diamonds that are produced out of that mine. So whether they're VS or whether they're SI1, SI2, or I1, there is nothing wrong with a diamond because it, you're buying purely on color. The inclusions are natural. You know, you don't go out and put all these inclusions in you know, you, they're natural. They happen. Uh, it's it's a fact of life. The reason that we have to bid 30 35%, 40% more on the diamond, as I said to you previously, pink diamonds over the last 10 years have gone up 361%. You know, we spoke last week about a stone that was going into auction in Geneva at a ridiculous price. It was a 16 or 18 carat pink diamond. We expect to pay 30 to 40% more for the diamond. Where we are right now handicapped is on the currency. Because a diamond that we would have paid last year, say, for example, $300,000, and the U.S. dollar was par with Canadian, today we're paying $400,000 for that same diamond. So that 33 34 35%, you know, we came down... Uh, one and a half points or whatever it was on the dollar since yesterday. Let me just double check while I'm talking. Yeah, we're at 1.26, 1.326. So, you know, it's still, all, you know, you pay the difference about 1.34 on that, on that diamond. So, and then for someone to buy that diamond from us right now in Ontario, not only do we have to put a little bit of profit on, then it's 13% tax. So for somebody in Canada to buy a tender diamond, they normally know that it's gonna, they're going to hold that diamond for 5, 10 years. They're going to make a ton of money. So whatever they're paying right now on currency and whatever they're paying on sales tax is going to be a pittance. When you, you look at a up, diamond yep. that you buy for 300000 that's easily going to be worth a million dollars in 10 years' time based on that. We have a client that bought a red diamond from us, which was my diamond, which I hated to let go. Uh, three, four years ago, it was a 0.48 red pear shape. When we sold that diamond, it was appraised three years ago at 475000 I spoke on the show last week. We just had it reappraised for the client. 1.1 million in three, less than three years that that diamond has gone up, and it's a 0.48. Now, the client can virtually double his money, which, you know, I spoke to him this morning in actual fact. He's interested in selling it, but, you know, he wants $500,000 for the diamond, and he's paid nowhere near that for the diamond. Hmm. But 
because it's 1.1 million, that's what he's looking for. This is the type of returns that you can expect on natural fancy color diamonds. If you're interested in a diamond, call us. You know, we can set up an appointment. You can view some diamonds. We can look at your budget. We don't test anybody's pocket. Or come to our seminar. It's on October the 24th um, between 11 and 1 o'clock. It's in Woodbridge. Um, it's entertaining. You'll, you'll learn something about the investment. And again, this is a great opportunity for you to make an investment for your retirement, for your kids' education. Sit back, not worry about it. Put it in the safe deposit box or put it in somewhere safe. I'll put it into a piece of jewelry, get the pleasure of wearing it, but you're going to make nothing but money over the next few years. one 877 as Paul mentioned, guildhalldiamonds.com. That uh, seminar is Saturday, October 24th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Supreme Luxury Event Venue in Woodbridge, Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar. Go to Guildhall Diamonds to register and get more information. But you got to register early, so do that at guildhalldiamonds.com. And back into The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the invest. Kit, the Precious Metal Advisor, your RRSP, RESP, TFSAs, all these things, these tools you can use to start investing. You got the e-store in the top right corner. And I'll remind you once again about the Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar. It's happening Saturday, October 24th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That'll be in Woodbridge, guildhalldiamonds.com. Get on there early. Uh, seats are going quickly. You want to make sure you register as soon as you can. Let's uh, let's take it home uh, for this week. Darren, give us an update. Well, like we said right off the top of the show, John, this week has been a bit of an up-down week for silver and gold. Nothing really major to talk about in terms of price, although as we record today, buyers are getting a little bit of an opportunity as the price dips slightly. On what news? One can only guess. I mean, with respect to the fundamentals, they all stand there in check. They all make sense to me. We do expect the U.S. dollar to continue to weaken long term. We do expect inflation. We touched on it in the second segment today's show to continue to creep its way into the marketplace despite what people say in the mainstream media about there being very little or no inflation. I look at things that are really simple, and I want to touch on that again in a minute. We expect there to continue to be geopolitical uh, geopolitical instability around the world. And last but not least, we spend a great deal of time today talking about the rationing that's happening around the world. Now, let's not mix words. By rationing, we mean shortage. There is an outright shortage of gold and silver. In some respects, gold, not so much as silver. But if you look at the mints from the Royal Canadian Mint to the Austrian Mint to the UK Royal Mint, the Perth Mint and the US Mint, they all have rationing happening now in their coin programs. This has been going on since July. And part and parcel with that is what Jeremy was talking about in the second segment with respect to what's happening in the mining sector. In the mining sector, we've seen a full-blown attack on all mining companies. They've been for the last short while, give or take about the last year, the easy or low-lying fruit for the trading industry. And boy, oh boy, whether you have cash in the bank or whether you're highly leveraged and in complete debt, it seems that traders out there just take advantage of it. This week we heard, as we mentioned earlier, Glencore in the uh, European sector having some real big major concerns. The British uh, company is not looking so good this week. They had about 20 billion pounds worth of debt. They've had to refinance their forward hedging and they're going to be selling some property in the agricultural sector that will hopefully generate some return on there. So they've seen a bit of a rebound during the week's end. But again, the fact that mints are struggling to keep up with silver coin demand That's giving us a trend. A trend is in place. We've been talking about it on the show for a number of weeks. And these are all reasons why, as an investor, I like buying up what is trending uh, towards being higher in price. And we're talking about silver, gold, platinum, palladium, the precious metal sector. This will not last much longer. You will not see, in my opinion, a marketplace which continues to be depressed in price despite what we're seeing happen behind the scenes. Because eventually, and Paul talked about this as well today too, you must understand the difference between paper and physical. What we do at Guildhall revolves around the physical asset. When we store the product for the client, it's product that can be touched, held, seen, picture, photograph, whatever you will. It's product that can be sent home. You can take it and put it in your own safety deposit box or your own vault. It's product that can be put into an RSP or an RSP registered saving plan of any type. And this is product that can be touched, held, felt. And the other thing that we did not touch on today's show is the importance of understanding that you as a client have a role to play in helping the price go higher. You as a client 
are being challenged every day when you're thinking about buying silver and gold and the ways you can do it to find something that actually assures you're taking that ounce out of the marketplace, John, so that myself or Jeremy or Paul or you can no longer get that ounce. When I invest in paper, the problem becomes, is it hypothecated? Paul said earlier in the show, the COMEX inventories proved to us beyond a reasonable doubt that at times during this month, we've seen as much as 200 ounces on paper for gold to every one physical ounce that's available. Now, that condition tells me there is a way huge leverage position there on paper versus physical. At some point in time, common sense will prevail. We will see a reversion back to regular supply-demand fundamentals, and that dictates that if you see something that's undervalued, such as silver right now, flock to it, own it, buy it. And these are all reasons why we want to get involved in the marketplace. Well, when they announce you know, on the radio that such and such gas is going to drop down two cents. And you see lineups, you see like people, you know, lining up to, to, to save a dollar or two dollars on nice. a tank of gas. You know, we're looking at gold and we're looking at silver and we're telling you it is undervalued. We're telling you that there is no inventory physical product available from the mint. We're telling you from the, from the Perth mint, from the U.S. mint. People, the public, Joe Public, are buying the coins. I mean, there was a rumor out there that even J.P. Morgan and HSBC last month bought a ton, a, a truckload of U.S. Eagles, Silver Eagles, and took it out of the market. Why are they taking it out of the market? Because they know the prices are going to go up. And then they'll release them down the road at a much higher price. And I believe that they would have got the first delivery of the product rather than some of the dealers that sell to us or anybody else. This is a great opportunity to own physical gold and silver. You know, in the earlier segment, I, I spoke about layoffs in the U.S., pink slips that are being handed out. Again, there was over, this year alone, there was 493,000 pink slips, and we're only up to the end of September, three-quarters of the year, 493,000 pink slips. Last year alone, total, there was only 205,000. So we've gone over 100% more in nine months of job layoffs, yet the U.S. say we created 200,000 jobs this month, last month, but what type of jobs are they creating? Jobs for $8, $10 an hour, part-time jobs, jobs that don't give benefits, jobs that don't give pensions, they are poor, poor jobs where people have to have two of these jobs to, to make a living. It's the same thing when we talk about the price of oil. Oil is trading at $45 a barrel. You know, what, what the consensus is, is that at 45 barrel, it's so cheap. Why is there a glut? Because you've got people like Saudi Arabia, if it's $45 a barrel, they're going to produce twice as much because they need the money. So twice as much is like getting $90 a barrel. And so are all the other Arab countries producing twice as much. You've had a ride at cheap oil for about a year, year and a half. That is going to go away. When reality kicks in and inflation kicks in, I can easily see oil going back to $80, $90 a barrel permanent because once the price gets up there, the production is going to get cut off. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Talked about inflation, Darren. Why is this why is such a big deal? Well, it's an important deal, John, because inflation is the silent killer of wealth. It takes and robs us of our purchasing power. And what we could buy today will not be the case tomorrow, even when interest rates are this low. And I'm not talking about what the media heads and all the prostitutes, as Gerald Salente refers to them so affectionately, are talking about. I'm talking about things that we buy every day, John. Look at a Big Mac. If you look back to 2006 prices, do you realize a Big Mac has gone up 54%, right? I mean, that's that's simple. That's what people eat every day. And we're looking at other things, you know, look, look at expanded basic cable TV rates since 2006, up 55%. Who doesn't complain about their TV bill being too high? That's above and beyond what is normal or average because they say it's better or there's a HD service or there's something added on a value. These are the little things that my people that invest with our firm that they care about. I want to tell you something. I watched, you know, I'm not an avid follower of, of too much in the way of social media, but I saw a posting the other day and I thought, I'm going to do my homework on it. A friend of mine posted this picture 
And on it was a little bit about inflation in particular. And he had said, in 78, 1978, I made $10 an hour installing air conditioning. I had a brand new four-wheel drive truck that cost 6800 I rented a two-bedroom house for 300 a month. Gas was 60 cents a gallon in the U.S. And food and insurance was fairly cheap back then. Now, if I fast forward to today, that $10 an hour installing air conditioning job, do you know what it pays? 17 to 20 dollars an hour. Mm. The truck that cost 6800 back in 1978, a same comparable truck today costs between 30 and 40,000. Okay? That's 5 to 6 times more than what it was back then. That house that was 300 dollars a month is now on average 1400 a month, which is 6 times more. And gas four to five times more expensive than it was back in there. Food and insurance are almost seven times higher. And you're telling me there's no inflation? You're trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Forget about it. That's why we own gold and silver. That's why Guildhall is in the business of owning physical gold and silver. And that's why we will remain in that business. If you are a listener and you want insurance for your wealth, come to our firm, call us, get the physical gold and silver. And one of the big questions we got at the seminar, of course, was about premiums in the market. Premiums are rising, but the price of silver and gold is still very, very low. And even with premiums in the market, to be able to purchase gold and silver within your RRSP, we've made it available to investors to be able to buy it for for the same price as they would outside the RRSP. And we can tell you more details about that if you give us a call. But please check out the website as well, guildhallrrsp.ca, to find out more information about holding physical metal in your RRSP. And on a sad note, somewhat somber note, I just wanted to pass along our condolences to the Snitman family this week. He's one of our own at Guildhall, a good dear friend of ours, and uh, unfortunately he lost somebody very close to him. So we want to send out our condolences to him and his family, entire family. Service was held this week, and uh, again, we're very sorry for his loss. We'll wrap it for another week, guys. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Final reminder that there, well, final for this week anyway, a natural fancy color diamond seminar is on the way Saturday, October 24th from 11 to 1 p.m. It'll be the Supreme Luxury Event venue that's in Vaughan, Woodbridge. You want to go to guildhalldiamonds.com to register. Do it quickly because space is uh, rapidly depleting for that particular seminar. That'll do it for another week here on The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM 640.